Hey, it is Sunday, September 19th, 2021, and we are live. Thank you for joining us here on Rucksack Radio, the podcast for Patriots. Uh, it's hosted by two veterans with one mission and 1,776 reasons. The podcast that is always bold, blunt, uncensored, and full of red, white, and blue truth. I'm Tom, and sitting in for Phil this morning is the bold and beautiful Jenny. Hey, Good morning, Jenny. How are you? Good morning. <laughs> I think uh, we'll make... Uh, Make Jenny an honorary veteran for today's show. Yes. You have. Uh, I could be an honorary, can... like smartass, <laughs> ver- uh, a veteran yeah. of smartass. You, yeah. Well, you're such a loyal supporter of our troops and all of our first responders. You know, really. So I think you, you earn that. You can have Dick Blumenthal's veteran card. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he sure as hell I'll take it. it. We'll take it. Oh no, you're you know you're. It's great to have you on. You're such, uh, you know, such a loyal supporter of the show uh, since the start. Thank really appreciate it. So we're very grateful, and excited you have uh, to have you on this morning. It'll be fun and Thank you'll you. draw a bigger crowd than I do. So <laughs> like, it's like a sentence enhancer. You're like a show enhancer. It's like crazy Jenny's gonna be here. <laughs> And, I, you know, I was trying to find, as I was looking into uh, some fun news stories, I was, I kind of geared an animal theme on some of them, because I know your love of animals, and there's always yes. good stories about animals. Uh, and found some other stuff that uh, I thought you'd find interesting as well. And the, and the first one I saw was a couple road trips in converted hearse that they nicknamed the Grim Sleeper. <laughs> Rather than take oh, a car on an R- or an RV, this couple decided a road trip in a converted hearse. This is uh, Shannon Orr, 24, and Ian Cameron, 31, from Warrington of the United Kingdom. Drove across Scotland's uh, north coast 500 in their 1998 Volvo 960 hearse with their two dogs, Billy and Peanut. Uh, oh, no. This is... Uh, let me get this yeah, I want to see what they look see. like. So there's uh there they are. There's a little hearse. It's got some some disco lighting in there. I think <laughs> whatever's Aww. going on in there. <laughs> and the and the dog. Uh, the hearse got the couple so much attention on their trip. They nicknamed it the Grim Sleeper, and started an Instagram account for it. Uh, we saw it on Facebook. Had to get it because it was something neither of us had seen before. They paid $4,800 for the already converted hearse. All right, they, they didn't have to do the conversion themselves. That would be even more creepy, I think. But Oh, yeah. Um, well, what do you think, though? That's, uh, <laughs> that's, it's kind of smooth. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, though. I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could sleep in that. Well, you have to, Myself. like, smudge it first. I don't know, like smudge it, get rid of like the vibes. God forbid there's any leftovers, you know. You know I'm all about that ghost shit. So. Yeah, that would. Uh, I don't know if I can smudge it, it and then pray for the best. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be roomy, right? I mean, there's. Yeah. There's a... Looks like it's good, like a little Airbnb kind of knockoff. Yeah, but a road trip <laughs> with two dogs and that just doesn't seem like enough. But hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to each their Whatever own. Whatever floats right? their boat. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching this recording on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. You can support the show by going to the real uh, TommyC.com or rucksackradio.com. 
uh, or just by sharing it with the world on all of your platforms. For those tuning in live, good morning and thank you for being with us live. Fun Sunday, fun day show. Yeah. What's going on, Jenny? Um, wait, I'm trying to it's look for the one. <laughs> the nugget of advice is don't fart in a spin class after you've been drinking all night. Let me see if I can find, yeah, let me see if I can find the, uh, here we go. I had a story, and anyone that knows me knows my past life. I was a instructor, personal trainer. So this story I found, it's a woman's vile fart. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Woman's vile fart in the gym made a person puke and triggered an immediate evacuation. So speaking of being hit by the face by the worst smells of a human can create a vile fart had unsuspecting gym goers running for the doors. Um, basically, what happened here, let's go down. So she was having, she was, she went out, she had heavy drinking and 4 a.m. kebabs, a potent mix undeniably. She's brave for thinking she could t attend a spin class after, but like they said, you live and learn. Apparently she let out a fart so bad, a woman in the class threw up. Adding insult to injury, the folks at the gym thought they had a sewage problem and evacuated the entire place. And so that's what she, this was a couple years ago. Um, she gives a shout out on her TikTok to her butthole for uh, evacuating the gym. Can you so imagine? What, what, do you, what, is, what does Jenny do in that situation? <laughs> I, I, I usually own up. You, listen, I I own up to my farts. I'm like really. There's no shame. I usually well, do not, that. Like, I mean, you know. I'm just thinking it's like a, a spectator, <laughs> another you know? another random person in the gym. Because I can imagine some people just. You've got the people that just don't say anything. No, they and, do. And you, you got the people it. that ask that play ambiguous. Like, yeah, you see it on something? their face. They kind of stop moving. And, One of the guys that I was training. He farted while he was on the leg press, and he kind of looked at me, and I just, like, chuckled. I'm like, hey, it's part of the, you know, you're kind of, like, spread out. Your butt cheeks are just exposed, and you just let it out. But <laughs> it was funny, but you kind of have to, you know when they secretly do it because they stop. You have to get the fart out, so you kind of, like, look around a little bit, and that's your suspect right there. And then you smell something, or you don't, so you just pray not knowing which one it's going to be like really like bitch slap you in the face or it's just going to like fly right by. But I know you have fart stories. Everyone has fart stories. Everyone does. But I just, <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm uh, excuse. I'm more of the type. I'm more of the type that, uh, I mean, I'm just going to yell out, God who died. <laughs> I'm going to make no one... it as uncomfortable for whoever it was, yes. but funny at the same time because yep. it's just, I think that's everybody in the room at that point in time knows that this abomination has happened. Oh yeah, so, because it, it lingers. Just, it lingers. The sooner you then... make it what it is, the sooner yeah. you can all get beyond it or vomit or do whatever else you got to do. Yeah, but how about planning it? Like I should, I will actually plan it. Like if you go super, you know, to the supermarket and uh, you know food shopping, and you know some, you know, you know one's gonna fly out. 
let it fly out, and then I go to the other aisle, knowing that yeah. people are going to walk <laughs> through it. And then you do a little like turn around, and you watch them walk through it, and you just start laughing your ass off. You're like, ha ha. And you just keep going. So that's my fart story. Now you know something about me. You know, it's <laughs> not the great. most. <laughs> oh, <laughs> leaving them in the elevator is the best. Yes. You got to get them stuck in a spot. Plus, you have a dog. You can always blame it on the dog because yeah. they fart like yeah. nasty farts. So, yeah, Gibbs, we love you, buddy. But we know we know about your butthole. So. Yeah. I, yeah I've been lucky with uh him he's not he's not gassy thankfully uh because having to just having to clean up after him when we go for walks is is gaggy enough yeah i can imagine because he's a big dog too so it's you need a snow shovel you need two hands Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's 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 a job Um, yeah but yeah well i would it would be uh it would be bad if he were gassy so i'm just gonna be thankful he's not but i don't have anybody else to blame it on then (laughs) yeah true true it's just the two of you i'm sure he's looked at you a few times like yeah i knew that was you dad yeah don't don't even look at me i know i don't do it (laughs) (laughs) oh what else you got there tom in the in the animal the animal kingdom well we got uh you know frogs with rude name uh go on display at a zoo to save them from extinction this is at first glance Frogs might not seem the most exciting animal to make uh, the trip for. After all, you can find frogs in someone's garden pond if you look hard enough. Whatever. But these ones have something special. They apparently look like something quite different. The animals have been nicknamed after ball sacks, as (laughs) that is supposedly what they resemble. Uh, We stress that it's not what we decided to call the frog. Hold on. we got to get the frog we got to get the frog up here. Let's, uh, yeah, just, well, we have to it, but, get the uh, little picture up. It says, oh, uh, these poor frogs, man. The, <laughs> the scrotum frogs are officially called Lake Titicaca oh, frogs, but were God. given their unfortunate nickname due to their <laughs> saggy folds of excess skin, in which they used to absorb oxygen from the water at the bottom of the lake where they found on the border of Bolivia and Peru. <laughs> That's, uh, that looks like a oh fucking my God. ninja Titty turtle and to me. <laughs> Titty and These frogs don't have a chance. <laughs> That's uh... they're porno frogs. They could be porno frogs. The scrotum frog. See, I just think it looks like a scary ass ninja turtle to me. It doesn't doesn't look like it. Oh, yeah. You know what, ladies? If if you're if you drop some guy's shorts and his scrotum looks like that. <laughs> And run <laughs> yeah get the hell out of there <laughs> that's oh, the yeah. one time you want to be sure to have a mask on <laughs> that's why you stay away from tinder okay because that's what you might be running into <laughs> frogs like that yeah <laughs> if you get Still a guy no <laughs> if you see a guy on there whose scream name is is is, is scrotum frog 69 or something yeah then you... <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> What's uh, the first name? Titty top, Titty Takta. Yeah, titty the scrotum taka. frogs are from Lake Titty Kaka. Titty Kaka. I mean the whole name around. <laughs> I mean, like the whole name. There's these poor frogs are screwed. Hi, I'm a scrotum frog from Titty Kaka. Like, really? 
Jesus, what a, what a I'm, bio. I'm picturing him now in a, like a tux, like the dancing one yeah. in a old Bugs Bunny cartoon with the top hat and the cane. Oh boy. Oh boy, the story takes a turn. <laughs> oh no. Who's the frog humping? Uh they, they they may not sound like the most appetizing thing, but the frogs are in demand locally to be eaten in smoothies believed to give people more energy. Yes, it's supposed to be I heard it's supposed to be a um it's vitality for men over in like China or whatever. They they smush them in they like you know, put them in a smoothie, and they're supposed to suck them down. It's supposed to be like uh, a, I don't know, maybe aphrodisiac or something. It's so a ball sack smoothie? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I want to see that yeah. on, the, on the menu at Yo Fresh or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Karen walking D's in there. What, what's the ball, sack, the ball sack smoothie? <laughs> <laughs> Was he wearing a mask before you threw him in? <laughs> Just <laughs> <Just> making sure. <laughs> oh boy! So the zoo was the first in Europe to give a home to the species, listed as listed as endangered uh, by the International Union for the Conservation of Nature. It says that conservationists Aww. are now studying the behavior and hope that knowing more about the frogs can help protect them. That's good. The fun home, so, the, so. The, yeah. the scrotum frogs won't go in, like, extinct. Totally. Um, Good. Save the ball frogs. <coughs> I tell you. I was, I was laughing pretty hard when I just People saw the, are strange. Uh, the, uh, the first couple lines of that when I had that story. I'm like, oh, this one's got to go in. This one's got to go in the, in the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> scrotum, scrotum frogs. Scrotum frogs. I'm trying, sorry, I'm looking down. I'm totally listening to you. I know. Yeah. Oh, this one. I'm sorry if I'm like kind of just jumping in. You do what you do. <laughs> Go anything? at it. I am not questioning anything? you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this one was kind of funny. Um, judge orders both twins to pay child support when neither admits paternity. The Brazil Brazilian judge called out the deadbeat dad, whichever identical twin he is. For not stepping up to his baby. Okay, so a pair of identical twins in, in Brazil are in double trouble after a judge ordered them both to pay child support for a single baby. One of the twins had a casual fling with a woman who later gave birth to a girl, a little baby girl. The woman isn't certain which twin is the dad. <laughs> judge Felipe Luis Peruca ordered the brothers identified as Fabricio and Fernando to take the DNA test. Both tests came back positive because they're twins, and neither of the men would fess up to being the father, hopefully, uh, hoping to avoid the, uh, paying up. The judge, who sits in the states of Goyas, said the two men were taking away the child's rights uh, to know her real dad. He ordered each twin to fork over 60 a month and 30% of the Brazilian minimum wage towards the child support. They actually helped the child. She'll be getting twice as much from the kids from a similar economic background uh they called them deadbeat dads and uh both the names of the men will be on the girl's birth certificate good so that's what you get for for yeah. messing with identical twins and not knowing who you're humping and uh you know maybe it was a double payday there we go <coughs> well whichever brother it is you think just like own up at that point in time 
You know which one of you it yeah. is. You know, it, exactly. What song? Isn't it? Wasn't it like a song? Unless they were swapping. Fernando, what was that? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? No, oh, God, I can't remember yeah. the song though. Mm-hmm. It just popped in my head. Oh, maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll have to bring it up right now while you're Fernando <laughs> the song. The uh, you know, good move by the judge. Mm-hmm. That's. It's the way to, you know. Yeah. They probably figured between the two of them, wow, they just won't be able to figure it out, so they won't be able to, you know, get them on anything, or it'll just be one amount and they'll split it. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> you got double. They the kid, both though, have to pay. Yep. The kid's going to grow up having yep. to wonder which one is the dad. That still fucks the kid up. What is she... Yeah, she's she you know she's me fucked up for life, and then how are you gonna spread it out? Like one Saturday, one dad, one Sunday, and then they might they might swap, saying that you don't. Yeah, know how do you who. know it's ever the I same mean, at dad? That point, <laughs> I don't know. Yep, I, exactly. I guess people that are around identical twins always. I, I guess they they know, but I yeah. I know two sets of identical twins, and I don't to this day actually three. And, and to this day, I still can't. I don't know who's who. <laughs> it's... Yeah, exactly. They'll have, I mean, the mannerisms are the same. Sometimes they have, like, a mole or something. Yeah. But, yeah. It's usually yeah. in a weird spot. Well, let's see. Is it Abba? Is it Fernando uh, it by Abba? It sounds like it would probably be it? Abba. Yeah. Let's see. So I'm not going to claim can... knowing anything about that song. <laughs> can I play this on here? Are they going to, like, pull it or something? Is that it? <laughs> I think that sounds like it must be it. Let me see if I can push it. Oh over. yeah, that was it. We're getting, getting complimentary seventies <laughs> music. Horrible seventies music. <laughs> okay, let's get on to another animal. Hey. Animal yeah, story or whatever you want to do. This yeah. is your show. You do what you want. I just jump in. <laughs> you're you're the boss today. I'm just no, back. <laughs> no, no. You do your thing. No, Sarah. I'm not a closet Abba fan, but I I will claim to definitely be a closet Enya fan. I have everything Enya's ever done. Enya's I, cool. I love Enya. I could sit yeah. and listen to that all day long. An enigma. And, yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Mm-hmm. Abba, I, you might catch me, little Mama Mia, somewhere, but. <laughs> All right, so I like Abba too a little bit. Get off my back. A <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, man looking for dead body in croc infested waters gets dragged under by crocodile. <laughs> Imagine that. Duh. A man named Suprianto. <laughs> claimed he had supernatural control over the crocs and that they would not hurt him, allowing him to search for the teen's body. Teen Arjuna had, or Arwana, I guess, had gone missing uh, the day before after a suspected crocodile attack. In a video taken by an onlooker, Supriano can be seen in the water swimming and chanting. <laughs> he claimed his powers oh would protect him and help him find the boy. Uh... He starts out in shallow water, and then he makes his way further into the water, continuing to chant. Then suddenly he's dragged underwater with the crocodiles, seen swimming away later. (laughs) Duh. Uh, Duh. It's always... (laughs) 
<laughs> some some supernatural power that you know there are forces out there undoubtedly but i am never going to rely on them to help me not get eaten by a crocodile <laughs> in, in, no. in a crocodile's habitat that way Mm-mm. no it'll work that way the more the no likely chanting. they're with the crocodile instead of you <laughs> <laughs> No chanting, no no dancing, no <laughs> family feud. I'm, I'm like just not. Uh, uh, these these stories crack me up when I see these. Right, oh, police! Uh, police recovered his body, floating body, as well as the body of the teen later that night. I said, despite being dragged under by the crocodile, local police do not believe the attack was the cause of death in either case. I think he was dragged under by a croc and then ran out of oxygen. Well, no, that still makes the crocodile attack the cause of death, does it not? Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's, just, it's like shooting somebody and say, well, I, that didn't kill them. The fact that they bled out, that's why they died. No. That's... I guess we're lucky they didn't say COVID, you know, so. Right. Yeah, we found them, then uh, the cause of death was actually COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> what a, what a Never mind the you know the mutilated bodies and <laughs> <laughs> the alligator, the crocodile sitting on the side over there with a toothpick. <laughs> <Clean his teeth. laughs> like, that was good. They, that they was can't really though, good. can they? He's got those little arms out here. They can't. <laughs> they can't. He'll call over one of his his uh, his uh, female crocodiles. She'll do it for him. There you go. You know, she'll there be you like, go. With her little arms <laughs> on the side. <laughs> This is, uh, it says the two incidents are just the latest in a string of reptile-related deaths plaguing the small Indonesian town. Okay, that, that answers it a little bit. Indonesia, anything yeah. in Indonesia will kill you. It's like Australia. Pretty Everything much. in nature will kill you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this is in July, another uh, shaman performed uh, a calling ritual on a crocodile after the croc dragged a bather into the river. Uh, yeah, after local police. <laughs> I hit a little ball. <laughs> after police had no luck finding the man's body, a shaman was called to perform a ritual to summon the crocodile. It seemed to work as three crocodiles emerged from the river, one of them dragging the man's body in its jaws, and then left the body and swam away. Okay. <laughs> So that's, that's a little creepy. Okay, that guy maybe has some powers. But he's smart enough to not get in their habitat and do it. He's just standing off yeah. to the side doing his little zen bowl. Little shaman. <laughs> his low, low tone. Uh, in March, a man was swallowed whole by a 23-foot-long snake while harvesting his crops. Oh. <laughs> that would be Oh, awful. my God. That would be... That oh might God. be one of the worst ways <laughs> to probably die. Yeah, because oh. you're figure figure you're still alive while they're swallowing you. Yeah. Until you until they basically constrict you and yeah, you until you suffocate. Run out of yeah. air. Yeah. So you're yeah. seeing their in inside like. Oh uh, yeah, I'm getting so willies right now. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <No. laughs> Rucksack Radio is brought to you by Truth Verified. For those who consider themselves a source of truth and who fight daily against the prolific disinformation campaign propagated by social and traditional media sources, Truth Verified is a brand that is bound by nothing but intellectual honesty. Thank you for supporting Rucksack Radio through the purchase of Truth Verified merchandise. 
uh, at rucksackradio.com. Toot the strong and the power is local. So you've got you've got ink, you've got lovely ink, lots of lovely ink. Yeah, so now everyone can actually see it because one's like, oh, can you take pictures of it? It's really difficult when you have it. So it's a bunch of women. I don't know who they are. Maybe one day I will actually meet them. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's a scorpion because I'm a uh, scorpion because I'm a Scorpio, and um. Each one kind of, I don't know, I feel like it's a personality or something of me. That's transformation. This is kind of dark, you know, when I feel dark. And this nice. is like a natural beauty. Yeah, and a skull on the inside because I have a skull obsession. So, yeah. So, I, uh, I'm an Aquarius. So, you have women on you and your signs. I've got men on me. Well, I'm an Aquarius and, and my daughter's a Libra. So, I have those on there. Um. I got to do some more work with that. It just doesn't, it's not, it needs some finishing. It needs, I've been, for years I've been wanting to sleeve out and I just have not gotten back to doing any more, more ink and I got to go back to it. But you just have to plan it. Like it basically, I did each piece. It took like a year and a half. So I took each piece was probably like four to six hour sittings. Mm -hmm. So when I was done with one, I just knew that I I kept getting it done. Um, I don't do it in the summer because you, you can't be out in the sun and yeah. you know if you go to the ocean and stuff you can't do that it's not good for it so you kind of do it during the, the off seasons and you just progressively go down but if you start up here once you hit your elbow that's it You're, it's yeah. over you kind of yep. just want to do it yep so. exactly well this this next story was uh it's a woman devastated after small and delicate butterfly tattoo goes horribly wrong oh no <laughs> Have you had one go horribly wrong? The tattoos last forever. So it's important that you research the artist properly before you take the plunge. Yeah, I would agree that you should really know Mm -hmm. who is doing your ink. Yes. One woman who'd done uh, just that was left horrified by the final result. It was on TikTok. Saya said that she had recently got a new tattoo, but once it had healed, she was devastated. It looked nothing like what she wanted at all. Uh, in the clip, which has since been viewed uh, three million times, she shows and asks for uh, a small, dainty, fine line tattoo out of a butterfly. It, not what she ended up with. So let's look here. Let's see. This is a picture of what she was asking for. Uh, it says that. Uh, small and delicate. Yeah. And then she ends yep. up showing. See, that's oh, a God, picture of what she, she wanted there. And then uh, what she got, <laughs> apparently, was nothing at all like what it was she wanted. Uh, so. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, no. It was like a stencil, like, gone bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh, apparently, God. So there's not it's a on pic- her arm. It's right there. Yep. You can't get rid of it. I mean, you have to. You can cover it with jewelry, like a big ass cuff or something. Yeah. <laughs> like oven mitts. Yeah. <laughs> she begged users to give advice. She, she got a new <laughs> tattoo a few weeks ago, and it's healed. And uh, oh wait, she's uh, she had uh, she doesn't have pictures, but she did have another tattoo artist do some cover up work and turn it into. Uh, a gardenish type theme with vines and something else and cleaned it up. Okay. So 
So somebody yeah. had to clean up, but it, that then just got even bigger <laughs> than it was. So the, That's what your dainty tattoo is is no more. Once you screw it up, it just becomes now it's going to be bigger. <laughs> Whatever exactly. It is. That's exactly right. I kind of have to wait. This I waited in, until I was, uh, I think, 30. And, you know, I was doing my own thing. I worked for myself. and I kinda, But it fits my personality. It just kind of, you kind of just, you go with the flow. I didn't get a lot of things when I was young that were seen. I put them in places that you couldn't see on my mm-hmm. backside or back or whatever. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're on my face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're addictive. Like potato chips. And- mm-hmm. I am probably 16, 18 of them, depending on how you count them, the different parts Mm -hmm. and pieces are one tattoo or two tattoos or whatnot. But I haven't gotten any in years. It's been many, many years, and I've been itching. i got two more for sure that I know I want to get. I know exactly what, and I've I've designed them myself, basically. Um, I just... Those are the best. i got to pull the trigger on it to do it at some point in time and um, do it. But the thing is, is like... Just make the appointment so you have it. You have meaning... That's what I try to tell people all the time to get tattoos. There's so many people just said, I, like, trendy. Oh, I want to get a tattoo. And they walk into a, a tattoo shop and pick something out of the catalog and go, oh, get that and put it on put it on my ass or put it, you know, <laughs> wherever. You know, and it's like there's yeah. there's 10,000 other people walking around with that same tattoo. You know, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So I tell True. people, if you want a tattoo, great beautiful do it i love tattoos i think that when they're done right and and they're put in the right place i think and but bigger than that is have it should have meaning you know it should mean something to you not just mm-hmm. some generic i wanted to get a tattoo and like you know i could yeah. there's a story behind every one of mine like you have behind yours and that's that's in my opinion that's what makes tattoos and ink beautiful is when there's the story behind them when they when they tell something and there's a reason it's not just you know i want went through the tribal phase and i want this give me this give me this tribal ring of fire or big, something that that everybody yeah. had like the same yep. tribal band around their arm yep. you know, for mm-hmm. it was like a, a late 90s thing where like every dude mm-hmm. in the club had the same tribal band around his bicep and it was, it was exactly. like exactly you're like part of some faggy cult or something what's you know why do you, yep. it's like it all you know there'll be a group of guys all together too like they're all friends <laughs> you know they'll get this yeah. they all match yeah no the stamp what is it the tramp stamp they would yeah. call it on the bottom of your yeah you know the the tailbone whatever that was a big thing yep. um so it goes through its its phases basically but yeah figure out whatever's good for you like if i had children I would definitely have my children. This would be all my kids, like on my on my body. Something having to do with them. Um, you know, my dog passed away. I saw. I actually have a stencil all drawn up for him. I'm gonna put that on my leg. But I have dog paws going up my back for my dog. So everything has a a certain certain meaning, and that's the that's the beauty of it. But I love when people say like, "Well, you know." When you look, when you get older, it's, what are you gonna look like? I'm like, your skin's gonna be saggy, just like mine. At least mine's gonna be interesting to look at. Like you'll be able to pull it out and be like, oh, that's what that was. Or <laughs> yeah. you know, when my arm is like hanging down here, you'd be like, oh, look at that. That was a skull at one time. <laughs> you know, so it looks like a mountain the, now. That's how I think <laughs> about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
Yeah, you know. <laughs> you're, it's it's a it's a theme thing, I think. For me, I mean, I between all of them, I have three main themes, and, and one theme is really um, kind of my military theme, uh, that warrior theme in me, and another theme is my daughter. I've got a few different tattoos that tie things with her um, into it, and then the third theme is just more my personality, different things about my personality and, and the way I see it. So, like, you exactly. know, like, on the inside of the arm, like the, the crow and the butterfly, and for me that metaphor is just the theme of something ugly always chasing something beautiful or something tired always chasing something energetic or it's just kind of a a theme that there's always a better there's always a struggle right there's just always a struggle towards finding something better or or achieving something better in a way and so that's part of my personality so that's just i guess what i mean about it should have meaning you know as you described what dog paws and things like that and, and that's what makes them cool you know i think yeah um it's it's neat you know and that's why i want with the two that i've designed yeah. uh now so i years ago i started wisconsin has uh the ice age national scenic trail it's one of only seven i think national scenic trails in the united states the appalachian trail is another uh pacific northwest trail there's another one that runs north through arizona there's but there's seven in the united states and it winds 1,200 miles through Wisconsin. It starts, the western terminus is up near St. Croix Falls, which is north of Minneapolis, St. Paul. The trail heads east. It goes south through the state, winds uh, east again, then back north. And the eastern terminus is in Sturgeon Bay, um, northeast of Green Bay, basically, in that area. So there's only just a little more than 100 people that have ever hiked the entire trail, every mile of it. So I've done uh, about 420 miles of it I've backpacked in, in the last few years. So I've, I've vested in this thing. I'm going to finish it now. I'm a third of the way through it. But uh, So anyway, I've got tattoos uh, about that that I've designed with regards to my hiking. Uh, one awesome. each on the back of each calf is where I want to put them. Because, and I always thought like leg tattoos That's on awesome. dudes are kind of kind of weird or whatnot but i think uh calf tattoos aren't as bad and for me that's mm-hmm. they're going on my calves for a reason because that's you know that's what walked me through this has walked me through this trail as i've gone through it that's um you know the that's what deserves the credit i think so those bad boys are burning they, when you're when you're done i'm sure they are. there's the one that i i want to that I'm going to get first, and it's one because I've already achieved that. Is a, a few uh, years ago, a buddy of mine and I, another uh, Marine veteran, did uh, what we called Survive 85, which it was supposed to be 85 miles. Actually, it turned out to be like 102 miles, but we did uh, 15 miles a day for seven straight days through a northern section of the, the state in a really remote uh, national forest. So we didn't see anybody for a week. We carried everything that we needed to survive, anything we wanted to eat. We either carried with us or took off the land. We filtered water from rivers and streams as we went. It was it was a true survival awesome. hike um, over seven days that we did. And, and we we tied it in. We raised uh, a few thousand dollars for uh, Autism Society of Southeastern Wisconsin 
uh, doing that hike nice, too. Very nice. And it was uh, just, uh, it was really cool. So I designed a, a whole uh, like logo or, or model for that that we used when we were doing our fundraising. I wish I'd, I should, I'd share it now. If I had a thought we were talking about it, I'd bring it up. But I'll share it on another show. But so I want to get uh, that logo is going to go on the back of one calf and the other. The other one I'm uh, I'm tweaking yet, but when I finish the whole trail, then then that'll go up. So, all right. Oh, I can't wait for you to to get them. You'll feel good, you know. Yeah, it's you'll feel like it's 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 such an amazing experience to do something. I think there's so many people here in Wisconsin that don't realize that they have this this treasure right here that winds through the state. Like seven or eight hundred miles are finished trail through areas. The other um, third-ish of it, our connector trail right now, where the city or the state still hasn't gotten easements onto private land or they haven't developed trails. So you've got highway miles in there or multi-use path uh, type miles and stuff in there. But there's so much natural history. It follows the uh, last glacial recession 14,000 years ago. Uh, so it, it cuts along where the glaciers cut out so it's it's, it's all kettles and, and hills and that it's it's a tough walk and it's not just the the up and down but the terrain itself is very rocky throughout it not just like walking on gravel it's it's rocky and, and so it's it's a challenging hike but there's so much so much history everywhere with it in, in milton in an area near janesville uh, we walked through where there was one of the uh, terminus is from the underground railroad where it came up into wisconsin and right next to that there's an old like an old little barn tiny little barn that still stands and it actually was the barracks and abraham lincoln stayed in when he was a mounted cavalry scout in the black hawk wars i before i saw that i didn't even know that abraham lincoln was a cavalry scout you know and i feel like i knew my history really well and it's like it's right here in southern wisconsin it's this old little barn where he was and it's got a plaque that talks about, you know, his horse had, uh, it couldn't, you know, it couldn't do battle anymore, couldn't function anymore. He walked back to Illinois, and it's it's just, it's so, it's so amazing. And there's little gems like that all over this trail, all over the state. And what's best is that, you know, when, when we did a survival hike like that, there was none of the opportunity to enjoy anything like this. But when we do day hikes or weekend hikes to chip away at it, we always end up in some small town in the middle of nowhere. In small town Wisconsin, is like anybody is going to probably say the same thing about their state. But small town Wisconsin, you have the best little bars that are in the middle of nowhere that have the best freaking little pub food that you could you could probably want, and the best people you can just sit dive bars. And, and talk. And their favorite beers and things, and you just and we sit. You know, we'll, we'll drive three hours to hike ten hours. You know, knowing that we've got a, a you know a, a three-hour drive back or whatnot, but we'll sit there and just talk to the locals, and it's so cool to learn something about their little town and that they've that's been a population of six hundred and four hundred of them have lived there for thirty years, you know, or what? It's just it, it it's so cool, and you, and you you tell them, well, you know, what should I? You tell me what to order off this menu. What do you love here? And you know, just trust them with that. It's it's been such a cool experience hiking the trail for so many reasons, but those two really to aside from the uh, just the 
being in nature and rebooting your system, you know, and all your senses and that physical workout, but the history along the way and then the people along the way in places. It's so cool. It's just, it's such a neat experience. So I more people, if you're in Wisconsin watching and listening to this show, look for, you know, where the Ice Age Trail goes nearest to you and take a day and go out there. Even if you can't do a whole segment, these segments are broken up into small pieces in different areas. Find a four-mile segment or something. Walk two in and two out, you know, so you don't have to worry about how you're getting back to your vehicle afterwards. But um, just it's it's amazing what, what's out there. Isn't there a portion of it you said that it kind of uh, you have to pick one side yeah. or you have to do, like, one side? It, or yeah, it like bifurcates in the, in the center of the state. Um, so technically, uh, not everybody that's hiked every mile in that – a little more than 100, has done everything, including the entire bifurcation. In my eyes, the, the trail isn't hiked until all of it is hiked. So I'm going to do mm-hmm. um, the entire bifurcation. So people that hike the entire trail are called 1,000 milers, which is what I'm designing my tattoo by. Uh, so it, it's basically 1,000 miles. But if you do the entire bifurcation piece, it's 1,200 miles. And I'm I'm going to do it all. I mean, that's I don't see the purpose. I don't know that you can really say that you've hiked – the Ice Age Trail, if you've missed an entire half of the bifurcation. This is a section of it, yeah. People can argue that they've made that trek from one terminus to the other. Fine, but I, I'm doing the bifurcation. Yeah. That's a matter of principle to me. <laughs> the whole thing, 100% is 100%. Yep. That's it. So it's been cool. It's been an experience. It's not ninety nine percent or a Biden ninety percent. Right. Yeah. Biden <coughs> operates about nine percent. <laughs> okay. I won't even go there. It's been, you know, it, it, it's not been without uh, challenges to do it. When we did our our survival hike, that at uh, we've done two of them. The first one we did, we started with four guys, and one guy unfortunately. Um, broke his uh, foot like you know 10 miles into the first day and we had to get to uh, 14 miles that day 15 miles that day and uh, he pushed through it It, but we really slowed down we lost a lot of daylight so I a couple of uh you know one guy stayed back with him while two of us went forward to set up camp for everybody and find a spot that we could set up camp and get everything established and set up and then uh, one stayed, you know, at camp, and and one of us went back to meet up with them just to make sure that we all got to where we had to get. So it was a challenge, but he dropped then after the first day. We had to walk him back out to the highway so he could get picked up. The second day, another guy had had ripped his, his foot open, had a horrible blister, couldn't go anymore, so we had to get him to a highway. Um, so two of us then, uh, my buddy Jay and I, who he was also the Marine, we finished it. Sat there, him and I looked at each other, and we're like, "No, nah, we're finishing this. We're gonna, we're gonna do it. We came in here to, came in here to start this. We came in here with, with an objective, and, and we're gonna finish it." So he and I, the two of us alone, finished the last sixty some miles, five, five and a half days. It was, it was, it was trying, nice. and there were times in there where you know we wanted to, wanted to quit, and I did this. Um, God, that one was four years ago now, I think. So I was 45. I was in my mid-40s. Part of that, and that's part of the reason I did it, I had to prove to myself that I still had that in me, <laughs> you know, that I could still 
that the skills that I had and the, and the, the frame of, of mind that I had in the Marine Corps and everything that I still had, that I could still do that. So it was, but it was, it was challenging, but it was neat. It was rewarding. And I'm looking forward to finishing the last 800 miles of the trail. <laughs> oh, you can totally do it. It's that sense of accomplishment. Like you put out the goal, I'm, this is what I'm going to do, hell or high water. And then you, you know, and then you get it done. But it's also that, you know, you said it's beautiful up there. I've never been to Wisconsin, but, you know, from what you say and, and pictures, it looks gorgeous. So I could just imagine, um, you know, I hope you do plan to, to yeah. get a few miles in sooner Absolutely. than later. Absolutely, I need to this year. So. I haven't done any this year. So I've, I'm going to try to find some time here in uh, October probably to, to get a segment. The thing is now... You know, I started local, the closest area to me, which was west in the Waukesha area, which is half hour, 40 minutes away, was the closest point the trail gets to me. From there, it goes north and south and west. And so now I've worked everything to uh, about Manitowoc, which is getting up closer to Sturgeon Bay and all the way down to Janesville. So I'm a, I'm a two-hour drive either way right now to get to hike. So wherever I go, I'm driving two hours just to hike and when i want to hike i want to get 12 16 20 miles in to make it worth it and that's that's a 12 14 hour day hiking you know and then you've got um the drive back too so it gets it gets a little more tricky now it takes up more time you know i'd like to be able to just take a week and just go hike but it's it's harder to do that but utsi in the chat i know she's talking about uh north of you it's the north of sheboygan in the uh up in the uh kind of twin lakes area there is uh point beach state park up there there's a section of the trail i've done up there it is gorgeous it goes through the park up there and then it goes out to lake michigan and it goes up and down the dunes uh up in that area of the lake Uh, it's it's a workout to do that bit up and down the dunes Uh, but it's beautiful and then it goes it heads uh, a little west into the into the park into the forest it's absolutely amazing so if you uh if you that's a beautiful area that's closer to you relatively if you're interested ball sack frogs no no ball sack frogs in wisconsin i I hope you know but (laughs) seen a lot of nature seen a lot of nature. you never know (laughs) well the hearse uh story is kind of funny because the the tent that I use is just, it's a one man tent. It's like a little burrito. It's only, it's like a little, almost like a little coffin tent in a way. It's, it's, it's elongated. <laughs> it's only, you know, 18, 20 inches oh, high and, and wide enough to fit me. I slide in there and that's it. Uh, well, normally I'll sleep with the fly off of it if it's not going to rain or anything because it's beautiful. Because then I'm just laying there beneath the stars in, in, the north woods or the backwoods where there's no light pollution or anything and it's in the middle of the forest and it's nature yep. mosquitoes can't get me and it's just perfect but i've had you know i've had coyotes wander around me and, and other so they're not going to harm you as long as you're not a dick or don't give them reason to but i i sleep with uh, a chest harness on with my my glock exactly. right on me there so i mean if anything gets near me it's i'm right there but uh it's it's intimidating in a way but it's because you're humbled to nature and everything you're in that element but it is 
Oh, exactly. The the emotional yeah. reboot, the mental reboot, is cool. just amazing. Oh, uh, all right. Here's here's a new uh, another story for you. Let's see if you uh. This I couldn't get behind this one. <laughs> Woman refuses to take part in partner's bizarre dead relative tooth ritual. When someone in your family dies, it's natural for everyone to mourn in their own way. That might mean crying, having a few drinks, or it seems even keeping the dead person, dead person's tooth in a pocket. That's right. A woman with the username Death Teeth Story took to Reddit's popular Am I the Asshole forum uh, to get some opinions on her partner's bizarre family ritual. She said, my husband's family has an extremely bizarre set of rituals surrounding death and funerals. They're from Wales. But I don't think it's a cultural thing, and I haven't been able to find a basis for it or even anything remotely similar from a cultural or religious background. Basically, in her husband's family, before the corpse of someone recently deceased is buried, they will have all of the teeth of the deceased knocked out. <laughs> they will then give one tooth to each of their living relatives to keep with them in a fabric pouch, <laughs> which they've meant to keep with them there's e they even have a system for how they decide which family member gets which tooth based on their proximity to the deceased any teeth that the deceased have collect themselves over their life is like added to the chest which is filled with thousands of human teeth <laughs> oh I, yeah no <laughs> i don't want i don't, I don't I want the molar. I want the molar. <laughs> she, she, found, <coughs> she found out about the tradition after attending her partner's grandmother's funeral where her mother-in-law gave her a pouch with one of her molars. <laughs> she said, my husband got very upset when I told him I didn't want to participate in this ritual. At the time, I was only talking about not wanting to carry around his family member's teeth. But evidently, it's expected that after I die, they'll knock out my teeth to be to be distributed to the family members. <laughs> yes, whether I would really deny my children the ability to have something to remind them of me after I pass away. Or <laughs> woman said, "I don't want my teeth knocked out and distributed to a bunch of random relatives." <laughs> yeah. Sweetie, I love you, but when you're dead, we're gonna knock your teeth out. <laughs> you put carry your, them around all the teeth in, in like one hand. To the, to the like, fair. Here you go. You get to. <laughs> you pick the tooth. Is <laughs> is it like? Close your eyes is, and feel the tooth that you is, want. Is, is that like tooth. kind of tooth mahjong or something? <laughs> what really, <laughs> Mancala? Some some using teeth. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? you know, oh, I get that one. That's mine now. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Sweetie, here's 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 Gertrude's tooth. Put that in your oh, pocket. Boy. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go out to dinner now. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I don't. Make sure uh, not to lose that, okay? <laughs> I, I I don't understand this one. It seems really. Gertrude Gertrude's tooth had a filling, and the filling popped out. So now I have a half of her tooth, and I want another tooth. This is not fair, you know. That's. Well, this can go in uh, a bunch of different directions. The only ritual that exists in my Old family indeed. with death is that everybody goes and gets drunk afterwards. <laughs> that's just, that's what we eat. We all stuff our faces and, 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 and mourn, and then we all get drunk and share stories. Eat and drink. And, and that's it. 
we just get on. <laughs> we, just, we just get on, and it sucks for everybody, yep. but that's what we do. Teeth? No, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want... Yeah. <clears throat> what about you? And she has kids, too, so it's like, would you want... <clears throat> or she, I don't think she has kids yet, but she there was something in the article that she said about, uh, you know, she can't see that, uh, like, her... Uh, Having uh, her kids' teeth knocked out some days. It's it was, yeah. It's just all strange. It's it's very all strange. <laughs> and she says that she she doesn't she can't accept it. But based on how her last conversation with her husband went, he he's thinking of considering a divorce. That's pretty fucked up. I mean, <laughs> it, it sounds maybe it's better off that he marries one of his this cousins or something, and they keep this weird fucking. <laughs> cultural thing inbred within them and just not true <clears throat> to each true. their own but yeah i don't there'll be no fighting at that point <laughs> was that on his ball sack 69 uh tinder I'm profile did he put anything in there about must must carry around my my aunt's tooth <laughs> you know? <laughs> tell you i'm gonna have to start looking up some tinder profile <laughs> things or tinder stories you could probably make a whole, whole show of just tinder stories alone I, they're hilarious, they're hilarious. I, they are i saw an image of one recently oh. uh that somebody sent me of a woman that that her profile she said no liberal man i already have a pussy i don't need another one <laughs> just it was i thought that was great it's <laughs> 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 so <laughs> It's so true. Yeah, so those are true. funny because there are some yeah, really creepy ones. Uh... They're definitely, yeah, <laughs> they're scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hey, Rucksack Radio will be oh. live again this Tuesday evening, September 22nd at 7 p.m. Central uh, right here on Riverside FM. Hope you join uh, us then. Phil will be back. Uh, but we're going to miss Jenny for sure. That uh, this, has been, this has been a blast. I've got one more story, though, today. I thought this one was uh, back to the dogs again. <clears throat> Dog owner mortified when pet discovers old sex toy and mistakes it for a stick. <laughs> if, oh. if you've ever, uh, if you ever <laughs> owned it, <laughs> throw that dildo up in the air. Wee, look at me, daddy. Look at me. Never owned a dog. You know, it's showing just about anything. Molly Fenton was walking her beloved pooch, uh, <laughs> Eastney on Eastie Beach near her home in Portsmouth on September 2nd oh, oh, when Jesus. Doug, the Cocker Spaniel, dropped his, his latest discovery at her feet. Look <laughs> at his face. So the 20-year-old admitted at first glance and looked as though Doug had simply found a stick to play fetch with. <laughs> uh, but on close inspection, she realized the item was flopping around. <laughs> it was, in fact, an old dildo complete with suction cup on the end. <laughs> We were out for this early morning walk, and I just thrown on some clothes and taken him down to the beach by my house. <laughs> he was running along, minding his own business, when I found when he found what I thought was a stick. So I let him carry on with this in his mouth without care until I noticed it move a little bit, like it was flopping. <laughs> At first, I thought he had a dead animal, so I shouted at him to drop that now. And he thought I was chasing him like it was a game. <laughs> One-year-old dog only stopped playing as his owner came closer, and he finally dropped the naughty toy, which looked as though it had been burned at her feet. Uh, it's not burned. It's just black. <coughs> he just rubbed the whole thing. 
When I realized it was a dildo, I burst out laughing. I was in absolute hysterics at 7.30 a.m. and went to pick it up. <laughs> Doug went to pick it up and play with it again. Oh, while I was in a flood of tears laughing, I had to pick it up in a poo bag to make sure no other dogs could play with it. <laughs> you don't know where that thing was. <laughs> as soon as we got home, I brushed Doug's teeth. <laughs> hey, dog. Doug's like, look, Mom. <laughs> this looks just like yours. <laughs> Dogs look so, he's so happy. Oh his God. eyes, his mouth is like, look, look like God, look like God. It's like a Kong, like one of those Kongs. That's a Kong, That's So. Oh, excuse me. Goodness. Oh. So much. Oh. So good for Doug. <laughs> that was a wind fine in the morning, 730. I, uh, <laughs> Gibbs has not ever brought me anything back uh, like that. Thankfully, thankfully, I'm, there's no, the park isn't just littered with random dildos. <laughs> that would, <laughs> if it were, I'd probably be spending more time in the park wondering exactly what's going on out here. <laughs> like, like what the, I, clearly the hours I'm in the park are the wrong hours <laughs> but, no there's not uh, it's not littered with dildos so I, I've gotten he's brought me back animals and, and random random shoes on occasion <laughs> I don't know where he got this but uh, never never a dildo <laughs> never a dildo hey the day is the day yeah. is young oh, well. Tom the day is young it really uh, wouldn't surprise me with where I live and what kind of kind of freak shows I see around here occasionally be... that, that something like that could happen. <laughs> but Gibbs is more interested in, in other dogs. You know, he's he's in heat right now. It's, it's terrible. It's great, so, or it's something's in heat, and he smells it, and he wants at it, and oh, it. It was oh, a yeah. rodeo yesterday, trying to get him through the park. Did he? Did he smell oh, it yeah. this morning? Or yeah, he's, no? there's one area, and when he just decides that's the direction he wants to go, I mean, he's a good dog, and he's usually pretty obedient, but right now, there's something he wants after. <laughs> so he gets really low to the ground, he does this oh, low yeah. crawl, and he pulls, and he's a 130-pound shepherd, and he's solid muscle. It's, there's not an ounce of fat on him, so <laughs> it's just 135-pound muscle pulling me like it's i want to pick up one of those yeah. uh i was going to order off amazon one of those uh those, i can't remember what it's called but they measure force like like push pull force yes because uh, i'd like to put yep. half you know mm -hmm. attach it to his leash and then let him yank me and pull it and just see how much how many pounds of force there is between his pull and my resistance it's got to be several hundred it's pounds powerful. Um, it's just mm -hmm. It's crazy how strong he is. But, yeah, he gets low to the ground, and he crawls, and he's got to find that spot. And then his legs start getting weak because he's, like, in this euphoric place now of whatever honey he smelled out there. His <laughs> legs are trembling. He's rubbing his face sideways. And I'm like, this is, you know, 
What if Gibbs? What if we're walking and I just stop and start masturbating in the middle of the park? It's, it's not you know. How are you gonna feel about that? You can't. <laughs> He'll do that little head bob like, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> oh. Hey, thank you, Jenny, for being uh, for being on today with us. This was a lot of fun. Really appreciate you being here. You did an thank awesome you for job. having me. Um. Thank you. Funny. I hope, thank you. Uh, you know, thank you to everybody that's watching live. If you're watching this on uh, the recording version on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. Um, we'll have Jenny back if she wants to come back again sometime. Um, this is a lot of fun. Really, totally. really good time. So, thank you. hey, watching live again, thank you uh, for sitting in and chatting with us uh, and interacting with us. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Be grateful if you take a minute to share it with others. Uh, you can find us on Parlor. I'm uh, at the Tommy C Show. Phil, who's not with us, is at the Phil Davis, and Jenny is Scorpio Miss at Scorpio Miss on Parlor. You can find her there. Highly recommend. She's funny and witty and tells it like it is. Clearly, <laughs> all the time. Very admirable. I try. <clears throat> Please check I out the show's try. website at rucksackradio.com. Thank you to everyone who continues to show their support in all the ways you do through viewership, listenership, uh, sharing it with others, merchandise in the Truth Verified store, uh, donations to the show. We're just very, very grateful for you, especially for your time and your patriotism. Uh, friends, there is no substitute for educated and passionate patriots who value our sacred principles of liberty and take action to preserve them. We are honored to share your company. Hope you have a lovely rest of your Sunday, a beautiful day, and uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. And thanks again, Jane. Thank you so much. Sunday fun day. Have fun.